and welcome to another episode of PR360, and I'm your host, Brett Deister, and with me, I have Aubrey Strobel, is the head of communication at Lolly. She basically gives information or education about cryptocurrency, but she also has done many other things with including Dash, Coindesk, and a bunch of other things, more in the cryptocurrency, but also she's been a former news broadcast journalist as well, covering the U.S.-Mexico borderland and the 2016 presidential primary race before transitioning to her communication work. So welcome to the show, Aubrey. Thanks for having me on, Brett. Yes, and as I asked all my guests, are you a coffee or tea drinker? I'm actually drinking coffee as we speak. I wish I could get into tea. I'm just a coffee person through and through. I just need it to wake me up in the morning. So definitely coffee. It's all good. I just finished up my third cup of coffee. (laughs) I think I have like a, I don't know how many ounces this is. And coffee shops just opened back up in New York. So I'm really much on the ice coffee train. Are you like an ice or cold? I am very much cold brew because I know just how much caffeine can be in the cold brew. It's about two and a half times the amount of caffeine than normal hot coffee. Yes, definitely. That's what I'm having. I'm having a cold brew as you speak. Yes, I just finished a hot cup of coffee. It just happens that way. You're true and true hot. Yes, hot and black only. So I actually do taste the coffee. I'm black too. I'm drinking it purely for the coffee. Well, I also do pour overs during the weekend, but because pour overs take a while, so I only do it on the weekends specifically. So you make your own coffee at home? For the most part, yeah. I mean, I use, I call it work coffee or Keurig cups. And then during the weekends, I actually do grind and then do the pour over system. Oh, nice. Fancy. You actually get the best taste out of that, where that's what I think, if you get good coffee. I don't have the equipment to do so, but if I did, I definitely would do that. I love hot coffee, but right now it's getting hot in New York, so I'm switched to ice for a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm going to about switch to cold brew because I have like pitchers that I can actually do it, so I understand your whole switching to cold coffee because when it's hot, I always want a cold coffee. Yeah, well, usually I can mostly do ice year-round, but there's I just it's a, definitely a mood thing for me. It's, it's how I'm feeling, so I don't know. But anyways, I know we love coffee. Probably could talk about it for hours upon hours, or at least <laughs> I could. Tell our listeners a little bit about Lolly. Yeah, Lolly, for people who have not heard of it before, is a shopping rewards company. So it's very similar to eBay, formerly Rakuten, where you can shop online with a thousand top brands and earn free Bitcoin back in this case. And so you're shopping at places like Macy's, Groupon, Best Buy, places where you're basically shopping anyway. And you're really not changing any of your behaviors because you're already making these online purchases. The only thing that's different is Lolly is a browser and it just tells you to activate. You click activate, and then you start earning free Bitcoin in your Lolly wallet. So it's super simple. Nice. So for those that don't really understand, give a brief introduction to what 
Bitcoin or cryptocurrency actually is. Bitcoin is actually one of the cryptocurrency, but more what cryptocurrency actually is. Yeah. So Bitcoin is probably the most well-known cryptocurrency. It was the first cryptocurrency. And it is digital money. And it is scarce. It's immutable. And it's all traced on a blockchain. And I think people are really hesitant about Bitcoin because it has had a kind of like an interesting history in how it started. But now it's really being used as a store of value. And I think we've really seen that happen with the recent events with the Fed printing more money and cash becoming more inflated. Bitcoin is really supposed to be like a digital gold. And I think the more people learn about money, they realize why Bitcoin is a better alternative. So it's, it's just digital money, but it is the best performing asset of the past 10 years. And while it is volatile, and I, I'm not giving an investment advice on the podcast, but it has seen significant returns over the past 10 years. And so even though there sometimes can be a lot of drops, it usually rebounds pretty well, and it has. So for those who haven't gotten involved, I mean, you probably heard about the 2017 spike and a lot of people got involved in, back in 2017. But now I think people are it's maturing, the space is maturing, and people are getting back involved, but more for the technology of it and, and opposed to a lot of the hype that happened in the past. So it would be more the technology, be more about blockchain, because I know that's kind of associated with cryptocurrency. Yeah, so blockchain is just the protocol. It's how it is. If you think about Bitcoin, kind of think about it as an Excel spreadsheet where everything is tracked and traced. And the way that people use their money now anyway, like say you have a Chase bank account, it's not like they have all that cash printed at the bank that they're holding for you. They're just moving things back and forth, sort of like an Excel sheet there. It's already digital anyway. You don't really own all that money. You couldn't withdraw that all at one time anyway. So I think people have this really confusing concept of digital money. And I think that might freak people out. But if you really get educate yourself and learn more about Bitcoin, you realize that it, it is just a better alternative to fiat currency, really, and in many ways. And so I encourage people who are new to this space to we have a great blog that provides a lot of materials for beginners specifically because that is our target audience. So check out our blog if you're interested. If you have questions, we answer almost all of those. It's blog.lolly.com. Just educate yourself. And I think you'll find that Bitcoin does offer a lot of security, especially during this time with the Fed printing so much money and another stimulus package in the works. Mm -hmm. And how has your messaging changed from 2019 to 2020 since Everybody just bemoans 2020 now. Yeah, 2020 is obviously been an interesting year for a lot of people. And so the one thing that's great about Lolly is you're shopping online. So that is a contactless service. And Bitcoin is also contactless. There's actually disease that travels on cash. And so I think this is actually an interesting thought that Bitcoin is actually better in 2020 amidst the pandemic where you don't have to transfer cash to people. 
And they say there was a study that came out that even said that coronavirus can live on cash for up to 16 days. And so Bitcoin is contactless. Lolly is an online service. We've really kind of transitioned to people shopping for their groceries online. People are shopping at Safeway, ordering all their groceries, and then either having them delivered or they're picking them up without any contact at all. So I think that's changed a bit from 2019. And people are just, especially we're getting a lot of older people who never shopped online before ordering their groceries with us and earning free Bitcoin. So there's new groups getting involved with Lolly. And I think we're just trying to make it more accessible for them and explain it to them. So I think the messaging is always been the same. We're trying to make Bitcoin accessible to all. But I do think that specifically we're widening the group that are now investing and getting involved in Bitcoin. So it seems almost like 2020 without really having a lot of exposure, it gave you a little bit more exposure because of the almost COVID-19 free currency that you're giving out. Plus with helping with older people that may actually contract coronavirus or at least worse effects on coronavirus has actually helped you guys with trying to say, Hey, look, we're here for you guys. We're going to give you some money back that you won't actually worry about getting this pandemic or the COVID-19. Totally. And I think the great thing about offering Bitcoin back specifically and really being the only the leader in the space to do that is that you show them the benefits and you compare it with cash. If they started investing a year ago with Lolly, some of the items that they bought could be paid for with already. And there's really no loss to the consumer. They were going to buy TV from Best Buy anyway. But the great thing here is, is if you buy it and Bitcoin does well, that TV could pay for itself in a year, which has happened. In 2019, if you would have started earning free Bitcoin in 2019 with Lolly, your earnings would have doubled, I think it was by the end of the year or the beginning of 2020. So that's surprising. That's significant. That's not nothing. So I think that's the intrigue that brings people in. It's like they could be paying off a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And with promos and everything, what was more of your more successful promos during the pandemic for Lolly or even Bitcoin or both in the same? I think we're really trying to encourage people, obviously, to join our platform. But we do a lot of giveaways all the time. If you follow our Twitter account at TryLolly, we are handing out free Bitcoin all the time. And it's hard to hate a company that's doing that. Sort of similar to how Cash App works, how Cash App shines, it gives away money. We do that as well with Bitcoin. And we're actually starting um, a pretty successful promo now called Stacking Stats summer. So if people don't know what stacking stats is, that is a Satoshi. It is a fraction of a Bitcoin. Sometimes wouldn't buy a whole stock, you'd buy a fraction of a stock. And so stacking stats is a term that's used in the community. This basically means earning Bitcoin. So this summer, we're giving away a ton of free Bitcoin to people, just trying to lift people's spirits, get people excited, because I know a lot of people have been home and it's just something to look forward to. So we're really excited about promoting that and doing giveaways. We do them every Saturday. So if your users are interested, feel free to follow our Twitter account at TryLolly. That's where we do massive giveaways every week. Mm -hmm. And have you seen a better strategy in promoting Lolly's Facebook group over its actual page 
because it seems like, especially nowadays, promoting or at least bringing awareness to a group like Lollies can actually help bring in more people as well. I would say Twitter is probably our largest audience that we have. There's a very full Bitcoin community that, that follows us on there. Facebook, we do, we promote, we run ads on Facebook, but I think where we really see people get excited about us is on Twitter. And we're trying to amplify a few other channels right now as well. Actually, TikTok, which is kind of new and creating Bitcoin content, as well as we run our Instagram page that does sort of like a meme review of the top Bitcoin memes. So they're all interesting. We're trying to figure out TikTok right now. But yeah, I don't know if that accurately answers your question, but how we've formatted ourselves. Hmm. So basically, your audience is more on Twitter because of probably just the news comes at you faster. You can read little tidbits and understand it. Is that why you have more of a following in Twitter than Facebook? Yeah, we have about 26,000 followers on Twitter and it's growing every day. I think people follow us, obviously, because we do most of our giveaways there. And I I don't really think it scales on Facebook, but we want to free money and we're actually going to be introducing our mobile app later this summer. So I think it's a way to really keep people engaged until we make that announcement on there as well. Mm, do you have any tips for PR people on like what tools to use for giveaways or good ideas for giveaways? Because sometimes you can have a great idea and it goes very awry when you do giveaways. Giveaways are hard. We use a few softwares for programming that, but a lot of the giveaways we do are basically just targeted around announcements, things like that to get people really involved and, and increase our PR exposure. So I would say time giveaways around big news events. Or if you don't have actually any news and you want to give a giveaway, especially with a, with a partner, we've done some of that. We've given away purple pillows, like purple mattresses. We've partnered with them and given away on top of free Bitcoin, like six amazing pillows. And I think doing giveaways with your partners, if, if you're in the e-commerce space, is super helpful. And I think a lot of partners are actually interested in doing that. So I would say, yeah, see how you can collaborate with some of the brands you already work with. Mm -hmm. And did you see a lot more uptick in searches for Lolly or software similar to it through the pandemic as opposed to 2019 to 2020? Did you see a larger uptick in searches for your specific site? Absolutely. I think people are trying to find ways to bring in another income or make money and save money however they can. And so there's a lot of people that have been looking us up. Also, we saw a huge uptick in referrals. We have a referral system where if you share your code with a friend or a family member, you get $10 in free Bitcoin back on your end, as well as the, the friends you receive once they make their first purchase. So we saw a ton of people refer their friends during this time because the only option for quite a bit of time was to shop online. So we saw a huge increase of that in our referral system, which was great. And people are looking for ways to save and I think also earn. And we provide that. So yeah, it's been an adjustment because we did see a little bit of a decrease in our travel side because that's one of our biggest industries. But really, 
it didn't hurt us that much because we were doing so much business with our essentials partners, with food and other products that people really can't get going into the store. Mm -hmm. And how did you capitalize on the new found searches for this? Was there any other like swift promotionals for those people or maybe you did some reading marketing for those types of people that were searching but didn't really bite on your site was there any way of capitalizing on that yeah so a lot of people that are searching for bitcoin i think what's important is to really dominate the seo side and really provide blog posts that will get them into it in a safe and secure way and i think that's explaining that this is safe secure that their privacy is protected, especially with the browser extension, really puts people at ease. And then just explaining Bitcoin in simple terms to them so that they can understand what they're getting themselves into. I think also a problem with the cashback model is that people think it's too good to be true sometimes because that's a problem I think that eBay's had in the past was you're just giving away free money. Well, what's your business model? So I think explaining our business model on top of that is a helpful tool and just being very transparent with your audience is key to be successful at marketing and PR. There's no catch. There's no gimmick. We bring the retailer business and then they send us a check. We split that check with our consumers and shoppers. And then we reward them in Bitcoin to their wallet. So giving them a better understanding of what we're doing, how we work, helps them get into the door and like lowers the barrier to entry for them. Mm-hmm. What is your education strategy for either the misconception of cryptocurrency or at least helping people understand the basics of cryptocurrency? Do you have specifics for like, you said a blog, but you also have like video and audio, or are you just specifically on the written blog right now? So we are doing most of our education through our blog, but we've, before the pandemic, when Alex, who's the CEO of the company, was going on to like Fox Business and CNN and just explain it simply to people. I think that was really helpful. We actually, I think CNN has partnered with a lot of these airports, actually. It was crazy. We did an interview with CNN and it aired on repeat through some airports. And it's bringing Bitcoin to people and Lolly to people in ways where they don't expect it. So seeing at the airport and catching them there we're running ads now as well but yeah i I think that like the education piece of it is just really explaining it to people in simple terms i i I explain it to people as if you can't explain it to your grandmother or if you can that's how easy it should be because bitcoin and mass adoption won't be successful unless there are more women involved in the space or there are more senior folks involved in the space and get bringing in Gen Z. I think there's all these groups that need to be come into play. And I think for a while, this space has been pretty saturated with men in the age like group of maybe like 20 to 50. So it hasn't really evolved totally yet. And that's part of my job is to bring it to the people that aren't in that group, because that's how you really get success for a company. So basically what I'm hearing is that you're trying to get it post- early adopters because it seems to be stuck in the early adopter phase still and you're not getting that mass mainstream appeal yet i mean it could eventually happen but you want to carry it over to that so it basically means 
not dumbing it down, but giving it to people that don't understand something about crypto because they can't actually see it or they can see it, but it's mostly all electronic. But so you're wanting to have a communication strategy around getting the mainstream people to adopt it and not being stuck in the early adopters is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think the key here is people don't have a lot of time in their day. And I don't even know if it's so much as dumbing it down, it's just making it simple for people. People don't have time to really research Bitcoin. And we should get the people that are sort of interested, but we need to put it in front of their face so that they can see it. And I think that there's obviously people that are interested in the technology, those first adopters that you're speaking of, that have really pushed the industry forward. But for mass adoption to be a reality for the world is to get different groups involved. And I think reaching out to those groups, finding new ways to engage them is really my job. And I think that we've done a great job of this. I think we're going to continue to do it. I think with Molly actually has a higher percentage of women than I think most other wallets out there. 30% of our users are women. And women are the largest cohort of online shoppers. So for Lolly to be successful and for Bitcoin to be successful, we need more women to get involved in the space. And so I think that's a big part of my job. And we have a few initiatives down the road. Can't announce yet that we're going to be doing to make sure that that is a reality. So do you think right now cryptocurrency still has a messaging problem as per what you said about law groups are not really getting into cryptocurrency yet? I think it definitely does. It's actually funny you say that. J.K. Rowling put out a tweet, I don't know if you saw it a few, it a month ago now, asking, will someone please explain Bitcoin to me? And the community came out and Everyone sort of tried to give her an analogy, a lot of people tying it back to Harry Potter, which was pretty funny. And it just didn't land well. And if you have just one group advocating for, you know, coin, it's not going to work. I think everyone meant well. I think everyone tried to explain as the best they can. But if these all these individual people are your representatives, it's hard to kind of break through all the noise. So... I think the community is super well-intentioned, but it definitely has a marketing messaging problem. And that's hard when it's a decentralized project. No one's running marketing for Bitcoin. So really, the companies that are in the space have to be the marketers and the communicators for Bitcoin, if you are a Bitcoin company, which we are. Mm -hmm. And so how can the Bitcoin or cryptocurrency community better educate people or at least have a better messaging strategy for educating people. Cause you said it didn't really go very well with JK Rowling. <laughs> and well, I mean, sometimes the most technical people are not the best communicators. Exactly. I think that people need to take a step back and stop using such, I think the language can be softened. I think that the experience needs to be seamless. I think for a project to be successful like Lolly, and the reason why I joined the company was because you don't know you're using Bitcoin. Nothing has changed in your life. And that is what needs to happen. Like you, you're still making the purchase. Like if you went on to Macy's and buy yourself a pair of shoes, nothing changed for you in your life. It doesn't need to disrupt your life. It needs to be in addition to it. And that's why. I believe that Lolly is the only product out there that actually offers that. Every other 
exchange or if you wanted to mine Bitcoin, you'd have to learn how to do that. And I, I know a lot of people did get involved in 2017. A lot of people were signing up for Coinbase, different exchanges and getting involved that way. And then probably left a lot of their money on there, which isn't good either. They need to be getting their money off. They need to be holding their Bitcoin on their own wallet because that's really what this industry is about. You're supposed to be, be your own bank. For me, when I was trying to do a tutorial on like one of their new softwares, I was thinking of people that never knew how to build a PC and trying to basically write to them because at least with you'll catch as many people as you can when you write to them. Yeah. Exactly. It's writing at a very basic level. And if you can't understand, if you can't write or communicate something on a basic level, then you don't know it well enough or haven't spent enough time trying to make it more concise. And that is, it's hard. Bitcoin is technical. Cryptocurrency is technical. The industry is hard to understand. And even for the best top cryptographers in the industry, they're not always going to be your marketer. They're not going to be your communicator. So I think it's actually really hard for it to strike to find a balance between the two. And so, yeah, it is, it is a challenge. I think over time it will get better. I think we're still very young. I think the space is very new. I think that people think it might be further on than it is, but there's still time to be, or, or a lot of people that are also getting involved in this space, they're like, well, I missed the wave last time in 2017. That's not true. You, we're still early to Bitcoin, very early. It's the JK Rowling incident didn't solidify that enough. We were still very, very new. And what do you think are has been some of your most successful ways of educating people? Is it specifically just writing to them or is it basically just doing through Twitter and trying to do bite-sized information through there so people can understand it? How have you seen success in actually educating people and people going, oh, now I understand. I think Twitter is one of the most underrated platforms that a lot of companies don't utilize. You get, what is it, 280? What would they up to 280? Was it two, was 180 before and now it's like 280 or something like that? Anyway, if you can get your message out in a short, paraphrased way and it speaks to people, that's successful marketing for a company especially for education and just putting out one line about what Bitcoin is. Like there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin created. And that's a way to, to teach people that Bitcoin's scarce, that you can't print more Bitcoin like you can print more money. So I think that's a, a key thing for us. We've been able to do that really simply and build a following on Twitter that way. And people that just want to know and learn. And now it's growing outside the Bitcoin community. I think just a lot of our PR efforts and getting out there in front of the, the press and talking to people. Actually, we had Michelle Fan, who is a big makeup mogul. She had a YouTube channel that she abandoned and then kind of went quiet for a while and is now coming back into the space. She has her own makeup line. She partnered with us. She was super involved in Bitcoin. So having influencers as well that are pretty mainstream talk about Lolly has also been great for us. And now we have, you know, Ashton Kutcher is on board. He he invested us in our last round. He, down the line, we're working out some things with him. So I think it's getting also influencers who reach different audiences 
talking about Lolly, talking about Bitcoin, explaining it to their audiences and then bringing those people in as well. That's been also been a really great driver for us in the past. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying is that Twitter's the new elevator pitch and or boiler point for brands. <laughs> if you can't say it in a tweet, you still don't understand it. I do think that not every company needs to be great at every social media. Like you don't need to have a million followers on Instagram and you don't need to have like 20,000 followers over here and over there. I think find what you do best and really hone in on that, whatever that channel is. Your content's going to look different on every channel, but you don't need to be everywhere. But do really dial in on what you can do. So Twitter is our probably our best. We Of course, we're trying to work on our other ones. But yeah, it's the elevator pitch. You're talking to your users every day. They're telling you, giving you feedback on what they want. And a lot of them share with their followers and their friends. So I think Twitter is really great. Super underrated. For a lot of brands in the Bitcoin space, I think they're kind of slowly coming along to it. I think they were really technical for a while and now they've changed. Like the Denny's account, let's be honest, you look at some of these other accounts, Denny's, we kind of follow that model where it's, it's a little silly. You, brands can be silly on Twitter. You can also be very educational and serious. You can be very dynamic. And I think that more people should come on board, especially if you're a startup trying to find out your voice. I think there's a lot of really good models out there and, and it's evident if you just kind of follow some of the top Bitcoin accounts, if you follow some of the top e-commerce accounts, people are doing it really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've ironically pretty big on Pinterest. Really? Yeah, I have about 15,000 followers. I have no idea how I got that many. I think it's just because I started early and I was one of the few guys on it. And what exactly are you pinning? I've been doing a bad job, but I used to pin, like I write my own quotes or find quotes. I did like men's fashion that got me pretty good. And then I started doing like coffee and then funny quotes on coffee and then video games and stuff. Cause more men started to get on it. So I started to diversify a little bit more, but quotes and infographics were the two best ones for a while for me. Oh, wow. I would all follow you on it. That's awesome. Yeah. Pinterest is really cool. Also very underrated. I know. <laughs> It's just funny because I was like, yeah, I'm not good at every social media, but that one in particular, I'm good at for some odd reason. Yeah, it's interesting how that happens. I actually put out, I've been testing with TikTok a bit just to see the algorithm is great on there. I've been just testing out a few different social medias to see where we could go. And I, I actually did a Bitcoin TikTok, not really thinking it would go anywhere. And it got half a million views. It was just talking about you would have invested your government stimulus package on April 15th into Bitcoin, what would it be worth today? It was very simple. Didn't know it would blow up and it, it blew up. And I, it's interesting how the algorithm works. You're like, oh, I didn't think I would be good at TikTok. I didn't know that there was like an angle here, but it's, it's very interesting, especially if you get in early like you did on Pinterest to kind of make a voice. Yeah, I had similar, very small success with Vine. I did like a, I just basically re-edited a, video from battlefield and it got me like a ton of views and revines and stuff it was the weirdest thing so i was like it was kind of a funny thing so i said a, like a lovely drive through on a sunday morning or something like that and it was like explosions everywhere and it was a funny thing but it worked so i get what you're saying you're like i have no idea if this is gonna work but it seems like we should be experimenting more as marketers and pr people 
Oh, definitely. And trying to be creative. And I loved Vine. I thought it was so great. And I was sad to see it go. But I think Vine walked so TikTok could run. But it, I was very hesitant about TikTok just because of the data stuff going into it. But there's brands that are doing amazing things on there. And I mean, the algorithm, the amount of eyeballs that the videos get is crazy. There's brands that you wouldn't even think would work because they, they don't really have a product that you can show. Kind of like the it's digital. There's not an actual Bitcoin I could hold or anything like that. But we were e-commerce, so we, there's a lot of room to grow there. And brands are just killing it right now on TikTok. I'll tell you that. And then Barstool Sports actually has more followers on their TikTok channel than their Instagram account. And their Instagram account they've been building for years. TikTok is relatively new. So there's a lot of engagement, a lot of Gen Z to reach out to on TikTok. And fun question, if you could create a cryptocurrency, what would it be? I already have. <laughs> yeah, no, it was more of a joke. I made an ERC-20 token, which probably means nothing, but it's a, a token built on Ethereum. And I called it Strobe Point for my last name. And I don't really know the utility or the use case for it, but it was fun to... To create and I, I think I have like eight friends that are that hold the coin. So it's like a kind of more of a joke, but yeah, I do actually have one. All right, everybody, go invest in Strobe Coin. Yeah, I'm chilling Strobe Coin on the podcast. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I would just say if you're new to Bitcoin, don't be afraid. Visit Lolly.com or on. Chrome, Firefox, and we just announced that we're on Microsoft Edge the other day. So download our browser connection, sign up, and start earning. I guarantee you, you'll thank me down the road for earning free Bitcoin back. I'm just shopping. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, Aubrey, for joining us on PR360. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brett. And thank you for tuning in. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader and expert in the PR industry. I'm your host, Brett Deister. Have fun, guys. Stay safe and get outside. Get some vitamin D. All right, guys. See you next week. Later.